You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed On Demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Great to have you with us. 888 getting dangerously close to another weekend. It seems like fall just started, and we were looking forward to Halloween. Then blew by that. Then it was like, okay, yeah, it's Thanksgiving. A week after Thanksgiving already. I, I, I just, it goes by so fast. Yeah, it's sad that the holiday season is moving along at such a rapid clip. However, mm-hmm. it does mean that we're this much closer to the end of 2018. Just yeah, well. saying. Is there any guarantee that 2019 is going to be any better? No, but I'm willing to take my chances at this point, man. <laughs> Don't. Uh, wow. I mean, it's it's already a week beyond Thanksgiving. I just can't. I can't. We we watched our first sort of official Christmas movie. We watched one of those. Uh, it's on Netflix, but it's li- it was like a Hallmark Hall of Fame Christmas show <laughs> the other night. Uh, those are so incredible. I love them. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're so lame. It's and so predictable. Uh, I don't think people are even trying anymore. I think I'm the only. They're not even trying. Person in this building that doesn't watch those. <laughs> I mean, all you guys, what is your problem? Every <laughs> I year, know. I don't it's know. Like, oh, we got it's the marathon weekend for the Hallmark Channel Christmas specials. We've what? just Who been chick flickified, and uh, at Christmas time, I'm fine with it. Whatever. Ugh, it's okay. Christmas. Okay. You gotta watch everything Christmassy. And uh, so, but last night we watched uh, just an old Christmas classic. Have you ever seen The Bishop's Wife? No, I don't think so. No. With um, Cary Grant. No, no. Loretta Young. Mm-mm. Fun. Is fun. It, yeah. It's fun the it's word fun. we're going with? It's just fun. Okay. And it's it's good stuff. Is it better than um, It's just that, It's a Wonderful I, Life? Uh, no. No. But it's up there in that mm-hmm. realm. I mean, okay. it's it's worthy like It's a Wonderful Life. But you know they just they can't seem to make a decent Christmas movie anymore. It's always got to be something troubled, something dark. Uh, like ninety five percent of the movie is bad things happening to people, and then one decent thing or maybe okay thing happens at the end, and then it's over. I don't, does anybody have a good Christmas story? Well, you guys put together some, you know, an epic one. You know, years ago, Christmas cookie. Or, yeah, right. Is what it was Is it, was it the Christmas cookie? I think it was. Christmas yeah, I think that's what it was called. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but no. somebody's got to do better than than people have been doing because it's it's. My wife keeps saying we should write one ourselves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know, maybe that's in the future. We'll you see. Have access to like I don't know a place that has some really high end. Video cameras, or maybe like huh. a studio, or anything I, you can think of. I don't think so. Top of your head. No, you I can't. Just kind of search your memory bank of any uh-uh. connections you may have. I can't think of anything. It would help you pull this off. Hmm. No? No, but I'll look into yeah, it. We'll look. Maybe something will come to me. All right. Um, all right. Have you heard about the the uh, Christian missionary? He's only He was uh, only 26 years old. Went to this yes. island, yes. this remote island, where the native people haven't been contacted by by civilization and as soon as he stepped on the beach uh they shot him dead with a volley of arrows oof yeah now they're saying he might be alive huh uh i mean it's just kind of speculation on the part of his close personal friend but apparently they haven't recovered the body and they've tried to um 
And so <clears throat> they're thinking, okay, well, as long as there's not a body, there's hope. Hmm. And they they just saw the guy being dragged across the beach, and so they didn't actually see him buried or confirm that he was dead. Yeah. So they're thinking, well, maybe he survived it. Um, but the story that's talking about him perhaps being alive is amazing because at the end of the article, you always get the comment section. Mm-hmm. It's always a mistake to read that stuff. Yes. Gosh, yes. it's unbelievable. Yes. It is unbelievable the amount of anti-Christian rhetoric, the hate. This this is a guy who wanted to spread the gospel and took his life in his own hands to go and, you know, try to help people. I mean, in his mind, he's helping people. Well, he's getting all kinds of hate uh, instead. And some have even said he got what he deserved because... Well, he could have spread disease because their bodies aren't immune to the things that we have. Uh, what is, it's not not his business what religion these people stop trying to jam your religion down their throats. Well, that's not what he was going to do. He can't force them to become Christians. His plan was, <clears throat> I'm going to go to this remote island. I'm going to befriend these people. I'm not even going to start by talking to them about religion. I'm just going to befriend them. I'm going to become one of them. I'm going to help them. And then, uh, and then, you know, maybe then I'll, I'll share my thoughts on religion with them. And I might even, uh, you know, I might even translate their, the Bible into their language once I learn it. You know how long that would take? Wow. And he wanted to live with them the whole time. Um, and yeah. the flack he's getting from people, the hatred that is spewed. By all accounts, he's just a great kid. Yeah. Um, just had a heart for those people. He wanted to do this since high school. Can you imagine that? A high school mm-hmm. kid who who dreams about going to a remote desert island and teaching the native people there about Jesus. Oh, yeah. what a what a butthook. What an a-hole <laughs> he is. What a terrible person. Uh-huh. And that's how he's being treated in the in the comment section. Yeah, and, and a lot of this um I was reading uh, over the holiday um I guess 100 years ago, a guy went to this island and apparently didn't treat them very well. And so the only thing they've known is this one <clears throat> encounter um, 100 years ago. Yeah. And so... And he got... Was it was it him that was killed too? Because some other person was... No. Maybe not even on this island. It was a separate island. Yeah, that was, yeah, I think in the 80s. I think, mm-hmm. uh, I think there was like a shipwreck or something like that and they attacked the ship and yeah. Uh, yeah. they kind of pilfered everything that was uh, on it or something. <laughs> But uh, man, that is that is fascinating. That just the story's tragic. It it's is fascinating really to sad. think that on this interconnected planet that um, there are there's still a people like, like this that. still. Yeah, That's it fascinating. Is. Really, it is. Uh, listen to one of these uh, one of these comments in the in the in the feedback section. In any case, although he wanted to force the Christian religion down the throat of these uh, tribe people, he also knew that he would spread disease and kill them all if they don't convert. This may be a case of Christian terrorism. Okay. Good golly. And then, you know, they, uh, these people who are all concerned about the native tribesmen uh, then joke about how uh, they can't let good meat go to waste on an island like that. He's, he's made his way through their digest, digestive tracts. That's why they can't find his body. Uh, so, I mean... <laughs> All that's okay, I guess, because it's directed against Christians. And with Christians, the majority, they don't matter. 
It don't matter one iota. Really sad story. Um, guy's only 26 years old. Amazing. Yeah. A lot of 26-year-olds are dreaming about, uh, you know, becoming Wall Street uh, barons, the, not going to a remote island and converting a native people. <laughs> it's amazing. Also, um, <clears throat> some feminists who are tired of seeing their holy text used to justify the subjugation of women, they've gotten together uh, from across the Protestant-Catholic divide and joined forces to draft a woman's Bible. That's a really good idea. As the Me Too movement continues to expose sexual abuse across cultures and industries, some scholars of Christianity are clamoring for a reckoning with biblical interpretations they say have entrenched negative images of women. Uh, The women we know from translations and interpretations of the Bible text are servants, prostitutes, or saints seen dancing for a king or kneeling to kiss Jesus' feet. (laughs) Like kissing Jesus' feet is is a bad thing. Uh, That shows amazing humility and that you understand who he is. And yeah, women did that because they understood better than most of the men. But while many feminists have called for uh, the Bible, Christianity, and religion altogether to be cast aside, this group is instead insisting if interpreted properly, the, the good book can be a tool for, a, for promoting women's emancipation. Feminist values and reading the Bible are not incompatible, according to uh, one of them. A lot of people thought they were completely outdated and had no relevance to today's values of equality. In a bid to counter those notions, um, the, uh, this group is uh, getting together and retranslating the Bible. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be totally accurate. Oh, you know it is. Yeah? You know it is. Uh, for instance, one of them points out that in the Gospel of Luke, where Jesus visits two sisters, Martha and Mary, mm-hmm. says that Martha ensures the service, which has been interpreted to mean that she served the food. What an outrage, right? I mean... A woman served food to Jesus? See that? <laughs> we're we're, we're going to totally sharpie <laughs> that page out, right? That whole chapter? Well, the Greek word for diakonia can also have other meanings. For instance, it could mean she was a deacon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a word you see a lot in the Bible, a deacon. Um, they're not the first to provide a more woman-friendly reading of the scriptures. Uh, back in 1898, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, who was a big... American uh, suffragette and a committee of 26 other women drafted what they called the woman's Bible aimed at overturning religious orthodoxy that women should be subservient to men. Uh, so this is going to be fun to see what they come up with. Um, and, and the thing is, I think you want the Bible retranslated so many times that you get so far away from the original translation that uh, it's a completely different book. That's what you want, I think. Right? Isn't that what you want? Let <laughs> me get as far away from reality as you possibly can. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, we have uh, Barack Obama at Rice University. Oh, prime form too. Located in Houston, Texas, uh, which is a pretty conservative area. Houston proper is probably not, but the general metropolitan area is. And uh, Obama showed up babbling his nonsense again. Oh, I just... Go away. Go away. Please. Please. Begging you, man. 
Instead, I think he's, you know, encouraged because he's getting that feedback again. And he's such an egomaniac narcissist that he's just feeding on this. Um, In fact, you know, you should thank him. He's said this before. I'll never forget when he he complained about when he was uh, saying that people were complaining about him. I don't know what they're complaining about. They should be thanking me. (laughs) He kind of went down that road again. Here's what he had to say. I think a legitimate critique of that consensus, of which, you know, I consider myself to be a part of and still believe in, is that we did not adapt quickly enough to Mm -hmm. the the fact that there were people being left behind and that frustrations were going to flare up and that all these changes that were happening were happening really quick and mm-hmm. you had to uh, address them and speak to them. I was extraordinarily proud of the Paris Accords because... Oh, were you? Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I know... Look. You know, uh, you know I, I know we're in oil country. Huh. and Country. Uh, we need American energy and, and by the way, uh, mm-hmm. American energy production. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't always know it, uh, uh, but... But you know, it went up every year I was president. Oh, good gosh! Um, that is true. And you know mm-hmm. that whole mm-hmm. suddenly America's like the, the biggest oil producer and the biggest get. Uh, that was me, people. I just want you to. <laughs> That's so, unreal. So that was uh, me, people. <laughs> it's a little like you mm. know sometimes you go to Wall Street and folks would be grumbling about anti-business. And I said. Have you checked where your stocks were when I came in office and where they are now? What, what are wow. you talking? What are you complaining about? Just say thank you, please. Uh, wow. Because, because I want to raise your taxes a couple percent. Oof. This guy. Oh, that's hard. That's painful. That's seriously. That causes me physical pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy. Okay, first of all, why... And how can you possibly brag about increasing oil production when you're Mr. Climate Change, when you're the guy who supposedly believes this climate is on the verge of total collapse because of CO2 emissions, and you're all about renewable energy, and then you start bragging about oil production going up under you? Mm -hmm. And also, you're a Marxist, and you would think that uh, you would want to share the wealth of our oil through the Keystone Pipeline, which you blocked every five every minutes step over your eight years in office. Every step of the way. And by the way, second of all, uh, oil production went up not because of him, which he takes total credit for. It went up in spite of him. because uh, Not because uh, uh, his policies were fantastic and he directed it. In fact, he made it more difficult for the oil industry uh, by a factor of about 10 and they overcame him. Why? Shale production. Shale oil. Breakthroughs in uh, things like how to extract uh, oil from shale. Breakthroughs in hydraulic drilling. Um, all of those things came about just coincidentally right around 2007 and 2008 when he won the presidency. So, yeah, of course, oil production went up every year. Can you uh, imagine where we would have been without oh, those innovations? Good golly. Under that guy? Oh my gosh. I mean, he destroyed it would have been It would have been catastrophic I mean, under he, him. What he did to coal, he would have done to the oil industry in America. And he bragged about bankrupting coal. Well, they could, oh, those industries can 
uh, continue to build more plants, but it's going to bankrupt him. Yeah, because of his policies, which he admitted. <laughs> He's, uh, he goes to Wall Street and he can't believe that people consider him anti-business. Are you kidding me? Look what he did during his presidency. Oh, this guy is unbelievable. He wouldn't take a single, not one piece of responsibility for anything that happened uh, during his presidency. Everything bad, everything that went south was Bush's fault. And now that Trump is in office, the good things that are happening are him too. (laughs) It's just really amazing. And there's more to share. Uh, We'll do that coming up. But first of all, not only is that coming up, but so are the holidays. And it is so difficult to get through this time of year without, you know, gaining five or ten pounds. But there is help on the way. But you got to order it. And you need to do it today. It's Riduzone. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. It's a safe and natural FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement that helps you uh, eat less. And then it sparks your metabolism so that you burn calories more quickly. So for about a buck thirty nine a day, Riduzone can help you get through this time of year and jumpstart a new you for 2019. That's what that's what we want, right? So get this going right now. Order yours today at Riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT. Get 30% off a three-month supply. It's Riduzone.com. Promo code PAT for 30% off a three-month supply. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Yeah. All right. 888 And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, he had more to say at his little uh, discussion at Rice University. This is amazing. But it's got to be addressed. Uh, I love the fact that he's on this U.S. tour uh, completely self-aggrandizing. And uh, attacking at the same time this this particular president, which is uh, which is an unwritten rule that you're not supposed to do that. There's nothing in the Constitution that says former presidents can't criticize the sitting president. It's just that you shouldn't. That's all. Uh, but he he disregards all of that, and then and then his anti-Americanism comes shining through once again. Here's what he had to say about America's smugness. I think a legitimate critique of that consensus, of which you know I consider myself to be a part of and still believe in, is that we did not adapt quickly enough to the, the fact that there were people being left behind and that frustrations were going to flare up and that all these changes that were happening were happening really quick and you had to uh, address them and speak to them. And uh, in those environments, you then start getting mm-hmm. a, a different get, kind of politics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You start okay. getting politics that's based on uh, that person's not like me and it must be their um, fault. And you start getting a politics based on a nationalism that's not pride in country, but hatred for somebody on the other side of the border. Oh, my. And you start getting. All right. um, Pause it for a second. So so if you don't agree with his politics, you start becoming a racist. Uh, You start hating the people on the other side of the border. Nobody hates the other people on the other side of the border. 
We want order, law and order, upheld in this country. We want our sovereignty respected, and we want we want to be a people of a nation of laws, not a nation of men. And he, but if you disagree with this guy, you're a racist and a hater. And of course, there's more. Uh, address them and speak to them, and uh, mm-hmm. in those environments, you then start getting. A, a different kind of politics. Yeah. Hate you start getting racism. politics that's based on uh, that person's not like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it must be their fault. And you start getting a politics based on a nationalism that's mm-hmm. not pride in country, but hatred for hatred for somebody on the other side of the border. There you go. Thank and you. And you start getting um, uh, the, 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 the kind of... Um, Politics that does not allow for compromise because it's based on mm-hmm. uh, passions and emotions. It's and identity politics. Identities. And, it's and, identity and, 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 which is why, by the way, yeah. uh, you know, when I hear people say they don't mm-hmm. like identity politics, they don't like... Uh, I think it's important to remember that identity politics doesn't just apply when uh, it's black people or gay people or women. No. You know, the, uh, the, the folks who really uh, originated identity politics were the folks who said, you know, three-fifths clause and all that stuff. That, that was identity oh, politics. Oh, my gosh. That's still, oh that's my still God. out there. I, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that was a little too controversial for Houston. but That's too controversial uh, for any lover no, of... You know, uh, Jim, Jim Crow was oh identity politics. That's where wow. it started. So, yeah, by Democrats. Uh, by part Democrats. Of, part uh. of what's happened uh-huh. is that... When when people feel their status is being jostled and threatened, yeah, uh huh, yeah. they react. They and, react. And and, and yeah. I, I what I would agree with into is, is that you had a reaction. The, bred the into them. Washington consensus, whatever you want to call it, got a little too comfortable mm-hmm. with. Yeah, you know, they're looking at GDP numbers and they're looking at you know the internet and everything's looking pretty great. And then particularly after the Cold War, Jim, mm-hmm. you know, after what you guys engineered, yeah. you had uh-huh. this period, yeah, of great. Uh, smugness on smugness. the part of America oh, and American part of elites America. thinking, we got this all figured out. Remember, there were, there were books mm-hmm. coming out. That's the yeah, end yeah, of history. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, the end of history. Yeah. Francis Fukuyama. It came yeah. back to bite us. Yeah, it came back to bite us. Wow, you talk about smugness. This guy, smug, should be part of his name. Should be Barack Smugma. <laughs> He's like just... It. Unbelievable you would stuff. I think after a country gives the man eight years in office, he might, nope. even for selfish reasons, no, that didn't matter. like us a little bit? No, that doesn't no. matter. His antipath- antipathy for this uh, country is, I-, I think it knows no bounds. Yeah, that is unbelievable stuff. Identity politics is, is uh, uh, three fifths uh, clause. Boy. That. What an amazing ignorance of the U.S. Constitution. Constitutional professor. Remember that? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about the Constitution. The the Three-Fifths Clause was not about identity politics. That was about trying to protect the country against slavery. What what is the Three-Fifths Clause in relation to? It's it's in relation to the census. And because there were two to three million uh, blacks who were slaves in the South, that would give them amazing representation power. 
if you counted every one of the slaves in the South, which the South wanted, all the racists and slave owners wanted their slaves counted as one person. Does that mean they weren't they weren't racist? What an what an amazingly ignorant moron he is. Yeah, and who was it that um which founding father was it? Good um gosh. Was it Elbridge Jerry who said, "Look, if the South is going to refer to slaves as property, then why don't we just count the chairs?" Yeah. I mean, yeah. stop with your you 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 have this The anti-slave gate guys this country. wanted uh the slaves to count as zero. Yep. They didn't want to count the slaves cuz yep. because they were property. Okay, so they don't count then. Why? Because they wanted to limit the power of the South. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that is unbelievable. The goal was to end slavery, not to keep it going. It wasn't a statement on you're only three-fifths th- three of a person. It wasn't any kind of statement on the value of people. It was a statement on the census in counting people. The... It was the South who wanted the slaves to count as a full person. It was the North who wanted them not to count. So they came to a compromise, three-fifths. That didn't mean, okay, you only rate three-fifths of the value of everybody else. It meant you got less people than you actually have. So eventually we're going to overcome this thing, and we did! what, What unbelievable, what unbelievable stupidity. What unbelievable hatred from a guy who held the top position in this nation and really in the world for eight years. And still he can't get it. Still he doesn't know the value of this country. Still he doesn't understand its people. And still he doesn't understand the U.S. Constitution. Wow, is that pathetic. Jeez. And then you wonder why we, we couldn't stand this guy. Then you wonder, why Why do we consider him a Marxist? Why do we consider him anti-American? It must be because he's black. Nope. It's because he is anti-American and he proved it all. The, he just proved it again. Just proved it again. You think he doesn't actually understand what the three-fifths clause is and was? Of course he knows. But he continues to uh, lie about it. Because he loves identity politics. Because he loves dividing this country. Because he is all about black versus white. That's just how white folks will do you. (laughs) I mean, that little phrase from his book might have been quoting somebody else, but he feels that way too. That's just how white folks will do you. (laughs) It's just how white folks will do you. And he's going to pay us back. And he's been paying us back. Ever since he uh, raised his stupid face back in 2004 at the Democratic National Convention. That is painful to have to. Yeah. But you just, you got to address it because I, I, he's continually being promoted as such a wonderful president and someone who, who brought the country together and, and wasn't divisive like this president. <laughs> really? At least this president, you know for a fact, he loves this country. He loves the country. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, I got to tell you about uh, something that you may not have heard a lot about uh, until very recently. I know I hadn't. It's uh, home title fraud. What what is uh, amazing is that all of our titles are now stored online, and so they're 
fairly easily hackable if you know how to do it. And there are groups of people who do. So they steal your title online, transfer it to a state quit title deed, whatever state you live in, and then just forge your signature. And now all of a sudden they own your home. Now, they usually don't want to sell it because they can take advantage of you by just taking out a massive line of credit against your your home's equity. And then you get stuck with the bill. Pretty sweet, you know, for them. (laughs) Not so sweet for you. Uh, when those bank notices start pouring in and you, you're so confused and you're like, what, is this one of those scams or did they send it to the wrong address or <clears throat> nope. And then you tr- have fun trying to unravel this situation. Really difficult to do. So there is something you can do to prevent this whole mess. If you own a home, if you own rental property, or maybe you have elderly parents who haven't really thought about this kind of stuff and, and don't really know that this is going on. Go get Home Title Lock today at HomeTitleLock.com for just pennies a day. Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. And the instant that they detect any kind of sinister activity, they get on it and shut it down. Your home's title could already be compromised, but you can find out by signing up at HomeTitleLock.com for your free title scan and report, which is a $100 value. You'll get that for free when you sign up. Get some peace of mind. Know for a fact that this can't happen to you. Visit HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. He's Pat Gray. He's unleashed. And he's on the blades. I think I mentioned last week when we were playing some uh, audio from Barack Smugma that I disliked him with all the intensity of a... Of a billion white hot burning suns, just and a it's, billion, and it's just inaccurate. Mm-hmm. It's more like a hundred billion white hot burning suns. Yeah, yeah, it seems more accurate. Mm-hmm. I wow, I, you just have a reminder of how much you, how how bad he really he really was and is. Since we've you know we, thankfully, mostly been Obama free for about two years. You know, the occasional, you know, there was an occasional interruption there. Uh, but now he's back with a vengeance. And now you're reminded, oh, yeah, that's right. That's why I can't stand that guy. Mm-hmm. One oh. of many reasons Whew. I can't stand that guy. Yeah, so, you know, it might be better for our blood pressure to go back to talking about Christmas movies <laughs> as we did at the very beginning. Uh, <laughs> but we could talk about either one. Triple eight. 933.93. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, worship leader Caleb tweets, Keith, it was the Christmas twist, you animals. Oh, my bad. <laughs> right, not the Christmas cookie. Right, whatever. Christmas twist. Mm-hmm. Don't ever disparage that Christmas classic. And too late. Uh, Kansas Mike, 2831, tweets, no Christmas movie marathon is complete without Gremlins and Die Hard. Oh, good golly. Yeah, Neither absolutely. one of those. Neither. Are Christmas what movies? What are you talking about? Neither we one. We do this every year. Yeah, Die Hard not, is a. Cri- it is not a Christmas movie. If not for Christmas wrapping, Hans Gruber would still be walking among us. It is not a Christmas movie. I maintain not a Christmas movie. The guy who wrote the pen. I don't care. Paper. I don't care. Says it's a Christmas movie. He's wrong. It's not. It's, it's not. He did movie. not write it. He wrote. He wrote a movie about terrorism yeah and uh, bruce willis fighting terrorism what did they attack a building and what was going on in the building uh office work office work was not happening in the building they were having a christmas party oh oh, no 
That doesn't make it a Christmas movie because there's a Christmas party within the terrorism movie. Is Christmas music playing during said movie? I don't know. I don't remember. I haven't seen it in a long time. 888-933-93. Robert in Kentucky. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Um, you know, so this actually was going to call in about a Christmas movie, and it made me, mm. listening to about Obama made me think of another Christmas movie, The Grinch, where <laughs> Jim Carrey says, the nerve, the attitude, the unmitigated gall. Right. right. Um, <laughs> but actually, uh, one of the best Christmas movies I've seen in a long time, I'm a, I'm a big classics fan. Yeah. I love the 1938 um Christmas Carol, but I uh, over this past week have watched the Christmas Chronicles, and it's a Netflix movie. Yeah, it was produced by Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, man, it is the funniest, cutest, best Christmas movie I have seen in years. Uh, Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus. Uh, if you remember uh, Santa Claus the movie with Dudley Moore, mm-hmm. um, there's a couple of kids that help Santa out. Well, it's the same kind of idea. Uh, but they bring in a lot of today's, uh, culture, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Santa Claus, little girl asked Santa Claus, go ho, ho, ho. And he's like, that's a myth. That's fake news. <laughs> you know, and, uh, <laughs> and just little things like that, they just make it really fun. And then there's a jailhouse scene where they, where they rock it out to uh, Merry Christmas baby. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. So definitely recommend you check that out. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Robert. Yeah, we actually, I forgot that we, we did see that. Uh, watched that last week, either on Thanksgiving night or the next. Uh, and it is definitely worth, it's definitely worth a look. Uh, Christmas Chronicles on Netflix. Netflix does some great stuff. They do good movies. They're, they're not, I mean, they spend a lot on their programming. Yeah. I think it was something like six, not in just this one movie, obviously, but on all their programming last year, I think it was $6 billion. That's quite an investment. That's that's a wow. lot. Yeah. And some people say it's about double that. But what they what they actually take credit for is about six billion. But I mean, they're not making a, a lot of money, so maybe it is double that because they're bringing in something like fifteen to sixteen billion a year, and still they're not making huge profits. I don't know how that can be. But uh, yeah, Christmas Chronicles is is uh, it was fun. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Bobby in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hey, thanks a lot for ruining my day playing that stuff, that <laughs> Obama stuff. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you, do you, have you noticed that when Obama lies, it's always with uh uh uh, uh you know uh uh uh, uh yes uh, 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 yes complete double talk. And uh, but in two thousand six, the stock market was fourteen thousand. In 2007, the Democrats took over the House with Pelosi, and they posed for the picture with the gas prices. All of a sudden, Mm. Obama came on the scene. The next thing you know, the stock market is 6,000. Then he has a nerve. When he gets elected, the stock market really crashes, and they're they're losing 800,000 jobs a month. And that's all you hear about it. in January of that year, when he in uh, next year two thousand eight, they lost eight hundred thousand jobs a year, and they blaming that on Bush. Mm-hmm. They were losing them jobs because he took office. <laughs> you know, everybody was bailing out. Yeah, it cra- the market kept crashing. You'd think when he got elected, everything would have changed. When Trump got elected, the market started skyrocketing. You know, they expect us mm-hmm. to. This guy will not go away. This guy ain't going nowhere. You know, last week he's on. Uh, 
well, yeah, you got a few Mexicans 5,000 miles away. They're worried about that. The Democrats, the Republicans are worried about them. Poor little, poor, uh, whatever, Hondurans. They're, they're going to crash. They're, they're going to invade the country, Trump's saying. He's, and Obama's there. They're, they're worried about these poor little migrants over there. What, what, what? And real condescending. And yep. all, these people are condescending. It, it's just unbelievable. Now we've got the Democrats taking over. That ain't going to help the market. Trump's really going to have to fight. Oh, yeah. Know, because once she takes over, you know, don't trust her at all. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Bobby. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. He's right. I mean, Obama's not going to go away. This is going to get worse before it gets better. He and Michelle love the limelight, mm. and you know, it, Netflix, Netflix claimed when they signed uh, the Obamas to whatever creative deal they signed them to. Hey, why would you sign these two political p- people to a creative entertainment deal? I I don't even understand it. Yeah, a lot of people. Get on their Netflix browser and searching for, let me look for something Obama did. Yeah, uh, come, on. come on. So, is it? You know, it's going to be political, right? It's got to be. I mean, is he doing just basic sitcom entertainment? <laughs> no. Is he going to do, uh, you know, romantic comedies? No, no, he's not. And so, it's going to be agonizing when he starts starts churning that garbage out. Uh, guy is so, and, and it's fun to see, you know, is as arrogant as the media makes Trump out to be. This guy hmm. is probably 10 times as arrogant as Donald Trump. Oh yeah. I mean, Trump will say interesting things like, uh, I blow Ronald Reagan away. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, please. And, and before you do this though. That's the th- that's the difference between Trump and Obama, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Sure, they they're both completely full of themselves. I got it, all mm-hmm. right? But one loves the country yes. and one loathes it. Yes. And so you it, it's more palatable from from President Trump because at least yes, he loves this country. No question. Yep. In a new book out uh about his enemies, President said that while he feels like I blow Ronald Reagan away, the fake news media is robbing him of bragging rights by ignoring his successes and focusing on his problems. We know that's happening. That's absolutely happening. And even more frustrating, he told Trump enemies, author and supporter, oh, Corey Lewandowski's book, huh? And David Bossie, some established conservative columnists aren't giving him any credit. The amazing thing is that you have certain people who are conservative Republicans, that if my name weren't Trump, if it were John Smith, they would say I'm the greatest president in history and I blow Ronald Reagan away. Uh-huh. Would they? <laughs> I'm not sure that's the truth. But oh, yeah, Reagan was still, big on those tariffs, right? after listening to Obama, I can handle, you know, hours and hours of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also uh, said that, I think this was in a tweet, that his gut... Tells him more than other people's brains. <laughs> okay, right. Shut up. <laughs> Come off it. But again, with o- with Obama yeah. out there babbling his nonsense, his narcissistic bullcrap, I I, I I could listen to that all day Absolutely. from Donald Trump. All Absolutely. day long. Absolutely. And it's like Obama, no, 
if you despise or dislike or whatever left or whoever, if you don't like Donald Trump, you can thank the man we've been playing clips from this morning, Barack Obama, because ooh, mm-hmm. he tilled that field. Ooh, he got yep. it ready for, for Donald Trump to arrive on the scene. Oh, absolutely. Without Barack Obama, he, uh, Trump probably wouldn't be president. Without question. 888 You know, when your ears aren't clean, one good thing about it is you don't, you don't hear Barack Obama as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But then... When you want to hear something like maybe President Trump or, uh, you know, you want to watch a good Christmas movie and actually hear what is being said, uh, then it's kind of problematic. So there is something you can do about it. Don't jam Q-tips into your ears or, you know, candling or whatever else. It's dangerous and, and doesn't work. Try the Wax RX system. It's a method developed by physicians that they use in their office. It's just a lot less expensive. WaxRx comes with everything you need to safely clean out your earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home. Doctor-developed system uh, uses wax softening drops to break down the earwax inside your ear. A specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush everything away. And then there's the pH-conditioned formula to rinse and soothe your ears. Go to usewaxrx.com, order your reusable system right now. UseWaxRx.com. Offer code radio for free standard shipping. Pat Gray. Unleashed. Speaking of Netflix, here's a good safety tip. Don't watch Netflix while you drive. The State Patrol in Minnesota is reminding people not to... Netflix and drive after a woman crashed her vehicle while watching Netflix on her iPad. Hmm. Police say numerous calls came in to report a person crossing over lanes, driving under the shoulder, driving in and out of the grass on the shoulder on I-94. As troopers approached, the woman ran off the road and crashed into median cables. She admitted she'd been watching Netflix on the iPad, which was positioned on the passenger seat next to her. What an idiot! What an idiot! That's something that should never have to be uttered in the English language. Hey, don't Netflix and drive. Yeah, you shouldn't have to say that, right? You that should be kind of intuitive. You should probably just know that as a human being. Oh, there's nothing that's intuitive anymore in this society, (laughs) dude. It's really not. It is really not. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, Maybe that's how Jeffy gets to watch all of his shows. You think he's just Netflix and drives in traffic? He's like, oh, I got to catch up with my shows. <laughs> that might be how because we're always asking, how do you have the time? I, I don't know. know because he's always, always watching it, even in always. the car. I think we just cracked the code. Now, when they're self driving cars oh. and you're really comfortable enough to the point where you can just put on a Netflix movie and, and just sit there and let your car take you to work. You know, maybe then it'll be okay. Uh, until that point, not so much. Eyes on the road, please. Yeah. Uh, because not only are you endangering yourself, you're endangering others. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't, you know, texting too. But, I mean, watching Netflix is even worse. Hmm, you think so? I, I think so. Wait, that, that's a good poll. Yeah. We're putting that poll up at Pat Unleashed. Which is more dangerous, watching Netflix or, text. or texting? 
Because with the texting, you got to look down and you know use your thumb, and then you know look down and use your thumb. Mm-hmm. With the net, with the Netflix, you could at least you can just listen. Maybe on uh, the radio, maybe glance over every now and then. You're not engaging your hands. And you could an argument you, can be made. You could position your iPad up on the dashboard so you yeah. can sort of keep a, a an eye on the road from time to time. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is a public not, service. No, man. we should not be helping uh, people watch Netflix while they drive. No, but I just don't want to know do what do you think is more dangerous? I think it's Netflix. Especially huh. if you're watching it on the passenger seat next to you. Okay, now that's stupid. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Come on. Uh, do you remember the story we had about the library where they invited a drag queen in to read stories to kids? Mm-hmm. And people were like, well, what are, you, are you trying to indoctrinate these kids? Oh, no, it's it's nothing like that. Um, we just, you know, randomly invite people. And I, who even knew she was a drag queen dressed up in a Satan outfit or whatever that is? You remember that picture? She, I mean, she has horns coming out of her head. It's a he. He has horns coming out of his head. So um, amid, uh, yeah, it's that a oh, lovely person right there. It's that lovely person that's on screen right now. Stay at home. Painted in white face and then the horns glued to the head or whatever. I don't know. Maybe that's a skull cap. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. But it's a drag, a drag queen and, I don't know, Satanist? I, I don't know what that's about. It's kind of creepy. Amid the spread of uh, the story where performers in full makeup and glitter read to children and toddlers, one of the drag queens admitted that these events are in fact meant to groom the next generation. What? <laughs> Man. Um, this is going to be grooming of the next generation, Dylan Pontiff said. We're trying to groom the next generation to be accepting of LGBT values. Mm-hmm. Pontiff was dressed in street clothes for the meeting, but goes by Santana Pilar Andrews while on stage. So I don't uh, I don't care what your goal is when it involves my children and you trying to indoctrinate them, I'm drawing a really really hard line there. That is not gonna happen. And yet, I mean there's a whole bunch of kids too in this uh in this photo. There must be fifty kids listening to these drag queens. Uh, Pontiff also said he's been bullied most of his life for being gay, blasted those who were opposed to the drag queen story, even those gathered at uh, a city council meeting in Lafayette, Louisiana, where they discussed this, and a lot of parents were concerned. They're saying, hey, what are you doing inviting drag queens in to talk to my kids? I don't want them indoctrinated. Allow me, maybe, to... Uh, help educate my kids about things like this. That's not your job. But uh, the LGBT activists have said they are determined to indoctrinate children to accept the movement's agenda. I mean, if that's not clear to us by now, uh, nothing is. And nothing ever will be. Because this has been uh, a pretty clear concerted effort for a long time now. One of them said, I'm here to tell you, All that time I said I wasn't indoctrinating anyone with my beliefs about gay and lesbian and bi and trans and queer people. That was a lie. Mm. According to S. Bear Bergman, who uh, wrote in his piece, 
I have come to indoctrinate your children into my LGBTQ agenda, and I'm not a bit sorry. All 25 years of my career as an LGBTQ activist, since the very first time as a 16-year-old, I went and stood shaking and breathless in front of 11 people to talk about my story. I've been on a consistent campaign of trying to change people's minds about us. I want to make them like us. That's absolutely my goal. I want to make your children like people like me and my family, even if that goes against the way you've interpreted the teachings of your religion. (laughs) At least he's being honest now. Wow. And these are several different people quoted from the wow. uh, trans movement. That yes, are admitting gay this. activist Daniel Villarreal, Villarreal uh, wrote in QueerTea.com, those in the LGBT movement want educators to teach future generations of children to accept queer sexuality. In fact, our very future depends on it. Recruiting children? You bet we are. Wow. Uh, there it is. Thank you. I mean, that's... Yeah. We've known it's happening. They just denied it up until now. Again, this fits into Glenn's theory that eventually they're just going to take the mask off and say, yeah, uh uh-huh, I'm a socialist, Hmm. and uh, it's a better way. Yeah, uh uh-huh, I'm LGBTQ activist, and yes, I'm indoctrinating your children. So what? You don't like it? Tough. Wow. And if you rise up against it, you're a hate monger. on Twitter, where uh, Michael tweets, <laughs> had a little controversy this morning about whether or not Die Hard not is a Christmas movie that comes up every year. Uh, Michael says, uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie because there are ornaments from it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pumpkin 3.14 um, tweets, Charlie Brown, Rudolph, and Die Hard. Christmas Eve, my house, bring popcorn. Uh, Smallmouth Bass Kurt, Bill Clinton makes my skin crawl. This guy, Obama, is catching up fast, if he hasn't already. Oh, Mm -hmm. to me, oof. Yeah. Of course, as soon as I think Bill Clinton is kind of tolerable, he starts saying something. And then I realize, oh, yeah, that's right. Not only does he start saying something, but in the process of saying something, he makes that horrific mouth noise that uh, you love to display for us. Yeah, because he's getting up there, and that's... That he is was doing what that happens. as president. I mean, he was doing that early. That guy. Oh, with his early little... onset of... Now you listen to me. <laughs> here's, here's what I have to say about that. I love fat chicks. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Shay something smart tweets, I don't want to say def- definitively that Obama is the worst president in U.S. history, but... I'd like to start a conversation about it. Oh, we definitely <laughs> got to start a conversation about that. <laughs> that he's, might be another Pat poll. <laughs> yeah, he's for sure in the top three. Really? You're just going top three? Top for sure. Well, you got, I'm going top you got Woodrow Wilson. But what are we basing on? You have on? FDR. Um, so LBJ. 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 Oh, Ooh. my gosh. Pretty bad. Talking myself out of Obama now. Pretty bad. Yep, there are some winners, and they all tend to have D's after their name. Oh, uh, yes, all of them do. All of them. Now, here's some hope. We've been talking about civil asset forfeiture for a few years, and Mm -hmm. this is where when you get pulled over, 
driving in the middle of nowhere or in a doesn't matter an urban area you get pulled over if the cop decides <clears throat> that there's anything suspicious about you or if he finds cash in your car he can seize it and then you can work it out later maybe and they've seized you know one guy in utah had five hundred thousand dollars in cash seized from his car now who travels with five hundred thousand dollars in cash i don't know but it's none of your business it's none of your business if he didn't do any if he didn't commit any crime if the only crime you committed was you had a taillight out or you were speeding there's he's, they don't have any business in even searching your vehicle what is the probable cause for that <clears throat> so this uh the person in utah last we checked and you know he'd been going through this for three years trying to get his money back still hadn't $500,000. They didn't charge him with anything. There was no evidence he did He did any kind of drug crime. And this was instituted, the civil asset forfeiture, supposedly to prevent, you know, to stop or slow down the drug trafficking in this country. The latest update I have on that story, Pat, is from August. Mm-hmm. And it just says, Utah Supreme Court has sided with a man pulled over in a traffic stop where police seized more than 500000 Anyway, it doesn't definitively say that they have to pay the full amount back, but if they don't, mm-hmm. my word, that's an injustice if they to keep get every a penny, penny back. of that. Yeah, and we've heard about people getting $30,000 confiscated, 90000 confiscated in Texas. Um, th- there was an Indiana man who they took his Land Rover from him. Um, so it's it's a real problem. And the Supreme Court yesterday, fortunately left little doubt that it will rule on the Constitution's ban on excessive fines and that they do apply to the states. Mm-hmm. Good. So this particular decision was in favor of the guy who uh, had his Land Rover seized. And actually, police arrested him for... He was actually selling heroin. So you actually had some reason to... Confiscate property in the drug in the drug traffic war, um, but this is a decision in favor of 37 year old Tyson Timms of Marion, Indiana. But it could also help out others who had their property confiscated. Timms was on hand at the high court for arguments that were largely a one sided affair in which the main question appeared to be how broadly the state would lose, not whether or not the state will lose, but how much. Uh, Indiana, right? Yep. The court has formally held that most of the Bill of Rights applies to states as well as the federal. I thought that was decided right. on 1791. Is that honestly? Are we discussing that? Is the, that a problem? The court. Listen to the sentence. The court has formally held that most of the Bill of Rights applies to states as well as the federal government, but it has not done so on the Eighth Amendment amendment's excessive fines ban. Here, here is the Eighth Amendment. Wow. The text of it says excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Mm-hmm. And this this is the excessive fines imposed, is it not? Mm-hmm. So, why? I don't understand. What, I, I'm going to have to learn more about the history of the Eighth Amendment challenges in the Supreme Court, but, oh, we've applied most of the Eighth Amendment in the past. But there's also due process involved here. Yes. I mean, for a lot of these people, they they were charged with, no. this guy was at least charged with a crime. Mm-hmm. Most of the people, 
all of the people we've talked about in the past have been people who weren't even charged with anything. They weren't arrested. They weren't charged. And here you go. Fifth Amendment. No one shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. End quote. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, that seems like a no-brainer. You can't just take people's property. Um, the story of how Tim's ended up in the Supreme Court started with a steel-toed boot he bought for work in a truck factory. The boots hurt his feet. He couldn't immediately afford the insoles he was told to buy, so a doctor wrote a prescription for hydrocodone. Before long, <laughs> Tim's was hooked on heroin. Oof. That's a little bit of a leap, but <laughs> I guess that happens a lot. He tried several several times to get clean, but he, he wasn't ready. Uh, then a more than $70,000 life insurance payout he received after his father's death seemed like a blessing but it wasn't he said a drug addict shouldn't have a whole lot of money uh tim's hasn't driven the car since his arrest in 2013 he lives with his aunt and she allows him to use her 2012 dodge avenger but it's definitely not a land rover he said Uh, so uh that'll be fascinating to see because this guy actually committed a crime he was actually selling heroin I want them to rule on all the people who've had say. property confiscated and not not been charged with yeah, anything. We could have come up with a more of a home run test case, I think, right? Yeah. Like the Utah guy we've been talking about. Yes. Or the Several guy who, in Texas. Yeah, travel with cash so he could buy a house. Right. I mean There was there was the guy traveling uh with cash so he could buy the house. There was the guy uh traveling with cash because he was gonna buy a truck. No uh, We're going with the heroin addict. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's go with the guy who actually committed a crime, and we'll rule on that one. Okay. Weird. But hey, if that one wins, then I guess... I'm fine. That, yeah. That, that, that should handle all the other ones. It's a good start, I guess. You know, let's... I, I'm willing to start there and then work our way through, <laughs> through the process of this guy getting his half million dollars back. Yeah, baby steps, right? <laughs> Can you imagine? If you, if you obtained that legally, mm-hmm. and... You're not doing anything wrong, and you get pulled over. The cop somehow finds the half million dollars and just takes it from you because it looks suspicious. Um, you know, it's not illegal in America to travel with cash. You can travel with a billion dollars in cash if you, you want to. Pat, 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 what are you hiding right now? What are you hiding? Tell us why you're defending uh, this. This because right to carry cash, whatever. Man. I kind of believe in the U.S. Constitution. So wow, you yeah, it's problematic. are old I know. school. I am, sir. Mm-hmm. I am, okay. but but can you imagine how pissed off, how insane oh with gosh. rage you would be if they oh. took it from you and you could not get it back and you didn't do anything wrong, and then you end up burning all of that money to try to get that money back? That's assuming you get it back in at the all. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. After Indiana's solicitor general tried to argue that the excessive fines clause doesn't apply to the states. Neil Gorsuch then told uh, the Indiana SG that he was going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> and if he kept arguing the merits, he'd lose even worse. Yes! Gorsuch was smiling like the cat that caught the canary. Nice! And then there's a little That's bit more nice. in the story it, to give you even more hope. It's not just Gorsuch, right? This quotes uh, Justice Thomas. This quotes Sonia, uh, Sotomayor, Brett Kavanaugh. Sotomayor? You've got at least four in here based on just judging based on their questions. It well, makes it look like this thing is a home run. If you Slam have dunk. Sonia Sotomayor, yes. 
So. That is a home run. So there you go. You can't. I don't. You can't lose that case. I would think. Wow. And it should be that way. I mean, Ginsburg should be on board with that. They should all be on board with that. Uh, that how how much clearer a violation of the U.S. Constitution do you have to? Yeah. Not just the Eighth Amendment, but the Fifth. This better be nine nil. Sure as heck should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something that every Supreme Court justice should be able to say. Yeah, absolutely. This is. This isn't even a hard one. We don't even have to take any time. <laughs> this should have been a 20-minute court case in front of them. Everybody gets their stuff back. Done. Just Next a case. sweeping ruling across the country. Anybody who's had civil asset forfeiture without charges pending, without any evidence, give it back to them. All of it. I want the, All of it. I want the nine justices not only to vote, I want them arguing over who gets to write the, the chief opinion. Yes. <laughs> well, it's my turn. That is how it should be. I don't know if that's how it will be, but it sure should, because this is easy stuff. Um, in Colorado now, residents who don't identify as male or female will now be allowed to choose X as the symbol to represent their gender on their driver's licenses. Yay. When an emergency rule goes into effect this month, the change comes as state officials continue to grapple with policies that allow people who identify differently than their sex assigned at birth to alter their official documents, which LGBTQIA2 advocates say (laughs) is crucial for transgender and non-binary people's daily lives. Can you, can you, the non-binary people (laughs) read the, no, go back to the top sentence of your story there. Just read the bottom half of that, uh, of that uh, first paragraph. Just to write your driver's license when a... An emergency rule goes into effect. An emergency rule. Mm -hmm. This was an emergency to get an X on driver's license? Come on. It's an emergency ruling. Well, you know, if you're a person with a uh, man unit, but you don't identify as a man... Are you saying that's not an emergency? I'm to saying you have can wait. that. No, I'm saying you can wait till the next legislative session. We don't need an emergency ruling to put an X on a driver's license. Oh. Well, I think uh, I think there are people who disagree very strongly with you, like Michael Hartman. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an important step, he said, for the state of Colorado that the state document that the state documents reflect our values. People are people, no matter their sex identification. Well, nobody said they weren't people, did they? We just said, I'm sorry, it is a binary choice. You're either a man or you're a woman. That's just science. If you want to deny that in your head, go ahead. But don't expect me to. And uh, I don't have to. I don't have to do that. To piggyback on our last story, as ridiculous as this story is, this is a state issue. Let Colorado fight Let it do it. themselves. Whatever. Change will not only be personally affirming to people who identify other than male or female, it will reduce the discrimination non-binary people face when their documents don't match their gender expression, said Daniel Ramos, who's the executive director of One Colorado, a statewide LGBTQIA2 advocacy organization. When the documents don't match, non-binary people are often forced to explain their identities (laughs) Or they could be denied service. Okay. Ramos said, it's an incredibly affirming process when a person's identification reflects their name and their gender. They no longer have the fear or anxiety of being rejected by a clerk or teller or anybody else. 
Aww, affirming. I, I don't. I don't want them to have any sort of discomfort whatsoever, oh, and certainly no anxiety. Nobody should ever have to be anxious in this country. Yeah. That should be a new amendment to the Constitution. Amendment twenty-eight. No one should ever feel anxious or uncomfortable in the United States of America. Hmm. Let's go ahead and get a constitutional amendment. Yeah, since is, we're living that law anyway. And for shorthand, we could just refer to it as the non-anxious clause. Yeah, or the non-binary clause might be the fun too. The non-binary clause. Non-binary clause. Of the 28th Amendment. There's been a study by the Williams Institute at uh, the UCLA School of Law that estimated <clears throat> about 20,850 adults in Colorado identify as transgender, an umbrella term for those who identify differently than their assigned sex at birth, which includes non-binary people. <laughs> the addition of X to driver's licenses will be a fairly simple operation change and won't cost taxpayers any money. Wow, but X X has such a connotation in our society as like when you get something wrong on a test, it's an X. Oh, wow. So this might make them feel uncomfortable too. Why are they satisfied with an X being on their driver's license? That just that triggers me just seeing that X there. Can we just can we work on that? Yes, yes we can. So what can we put instead of an X? It's too harsh. Um I don't know. Well, I don't know. You work on that because right. I'm feeling anxious now. Don't tell me you're also uncomfortable because that yeah, it's very... unco- that's unconstitutional now. Yes, well, or hopefully it soon will be. You got it. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. If you identify as a person who would like to be able to protect yourself in your own home, uh, then this is a great way to go. It's the iTarget Pro system. You might get somebody in your life this particular gift for Christmas. It would be awesome for them, and you will be a hero. Um, the iTarget Pro system utilizes your smartphone and their app, which tracks a caliber-specific laser inside your weapon instead of the bullet. So you're firing with the laser, and the laser w- that fits into your firearm detects exactly where your shots hit on the on the target. Fantastic system, really fun, and totally safe. The iTarget Pro is uh, completely safe. It comes with your caliber-specific laser, the targeting system, and instructions so you can start training right away. So go to the letter I, then targetpro.com, itargetpro.com, check out the video, choose your caliber, and download the app so you're ready when your system arrives. Right now, you can get free shipping through the end of the year, too, plus an additional 10% off when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the system. So save money and save time and take your skill to the next level and do it much more cheaply than buying a whole bunch of ammo and paying range fees and all the hassle of driving to and from. Save money, save time. It's itargetpro.com. Offer code PAT. itargetpro.com. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Sunshine and Lollipops tweets, Pat, you know the best part about Obama not being president anymore? Not ever having to hear his whistle while he speaks lying-ass voice ever again! As she parenthetically says, yelled in Pat's best scream. And then my favorite talk show host, you, I'm meaning me, I guess, uh-huh. ruined it! Yep, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but he he's said a lot of stuff this week that I thought we had to address. Oh, have we? 
Um, like this, for instance. At GM's Hamtramck plant in Detroit. This is from a few years ago. Where I got to get inside a brand new Chevy Volt fresh off the line. Right. Even though Secret Service wouldn't let me drive it. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Barack. But I like sitting in it. Yeah, that's great to sit in. Huh? It was <laughs> nice. I bet sure. it drives real good. No, it really doesn't. Oh, well. And really. five years from now, when I'm not president anymore, I'll You'll buy, buy one. one. I'll buy one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except I probably won't now because they're being discontinued. <laughs> it's, just, it's another dumbass thing from him. Uh, he's going to buy one in five years. Yeah, they don't, they're not lasting five years. <laughs> <laughs> they're discontinuing the Chevy Volt uh-huh. and the Cruze. It's a uh, it's brother, gas-related brother, I guess. Mm. The Volt is, uh, what, $50,000? A little crap can of a thing. And nobody wanted it. Not for fifty grand anyway. Uh, <laughs> So uh, it'd be interesting to see if he does, in fact, still buy a Chevy Volt, despite the fact that it's oh, being yeah. discontinued. Sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. Next year, I believe, uh, in 2019, begins the end of the Chevy Volt. <sighs> How we'll miss you. How <laughs> we, we, oh, we hardly miss it knew so you. Much. Just hardly. Nobody knew it. I mean, nobody. Is it? You ever see a Chevy Volt driving around in your city? I, <sighs> I think I've like? seen one in six see. years here. Hang on a second. I got to see what they look like. No. Have not. Yeah. They're always, I mean, they're, you might see it dead on the side of the road, but you don't see it driving down the street. What are those, what are those silly little cars that, I mean, are tiny, man? Tiny little cars. The smart yeah. car thing? What, what are they? I don't know. I they, don't know. They are a Terrible. death trap way I know. Happen. They're just called smart cars, Martin? I Yeah. They're, they're smart cars. Okay. Well, I'm not getting one of those. <sighs> um, Smallmouth Bass Kurt tweets, uh, not just the Eighth Amendment, but the Second is also by- bypassed by the states. Yeah, it's really true. Mm-hmm. And not a cop tweets, how long before our licenses just say white chromosome? Yes, instead of gender. Intrasudo quasi two spirit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll say that. I mean, if that's how you identify, that's uh-huh. how you identify, right? right? And it's you should. X is not going to be enough. Is it is it possible that they'll settle with male, female, or X? No, because that doesn't cover what they actually feel. That doesn't make them comfortable either. So you're going to have to change this to, who knows, what, 180 different gender identities on every driver's license. Hold on. Hold on. I, 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 a bit is coming to mind that involves Jeffy. Here's what we do. I want him dressing up as his Hillary Clinton outfit. I want him to go down to a, a driver's license office uh, here in Texas, and I want him to stand at the counter and demand that he get to put an X on his Texas driver's license. Yeah. I, I want a camera rolling, and I mm-hmm. want to see what they say. All right. You tell Jeffy that, and uh, let's see where that goes. Okay. All right. Um, the National Institutes of Health is spending over $600,000 to use GPS tracking on transgender women of color in New York City. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was this again? Wait, what? National Institutes of Health is spending over 600000 to use GPS tracking. So the federal government is using... transgender women of color. So you're going to... Tax dollars. On, on, I guess, men who identify as women or actual women of color. So, so black people, Hispanic people who are transgendered 
what are you going to do? Attach a GPS tracking system to them? Put it in their skull? Jam it in their neck? What are you going to do with it? Do it? I think they already have. The study being conducted by New York University is tracking trans women on and off for two years. What? To, quote, know the travel patterns of trans women to mobilize HIV prevention efforts. (laughs) What? Are you stereotyping a group of people to be, what, higher risk at (laughs) HIV than other people? Is that what you're doing? And we're tracking them with GPS devices? This doesn't end well. Is this with their permission? Because yes, uh, this yes. is a fascinating project. It seeks to use real-time geospatial methods to investigate relationships between social cohesion and social capital within global positioning system-defined activity space neighborhoods and social networks in relation to HIV pre-exposure, prophylaxis, uptake, and adherence cross-sectionally and longitudinally among transgender women of color in the New York City metropolitan statistical area followed over two years. And this is from Free Beacon. Make sense out of Mm -hmm. that paragraph. Mm -hmm. The study is recruiting New Yorkers who identify as transgender women, which the grant defines as individuals who were assigned as male at birth but they identify as women, female, trans women, trans female, male to female, or another diverse trans feminine gender identity on the spectrum. I mean, what could go wrong? You're tracking human beings. What could go wrong? This what? is great. The study began, it's already started, it's underway, and it costs $620,133 so far. And research continues through April 2023. What a frightening, weird. 1984 type story. Welcome to it. Mm -hmm. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, Triple eight, nine hundred, thirty three, ninety three. And it bat unleashed on Twitter. Hey, if you are perpetually late, like I am, uh, and you missed the live and silent auctions at the recent M1 Ball at the Mercury Studios, today is your lucky day. Uh, you may have missed Black Friday. You might have missed Cyber Monday. Yesterday's Giving Tuesday, but Mercury One is giving you a second chance to bid on some pretty incredible items, like this one we found. Um, uh, Glenn Beck painting of Barbara Bush. Oh, yeah, look now at it. It's g- on the screen there. We're going to tweet this out so you can see it. But there's Barbara. That's actually a really good painting. Uh-huh. I-, I don't know who wants a painting of Barbara Bush in their house. Uh-huh, but it could be yours. <laughs> can, I mean, it could. Everybody wants one, of course. Well, everyone's got a Barbara Bush-themed room in their house. Am I, is yes. it just me? No, or it's may- not okay, you. Okay. It's everybody, I think. <laughs> okay. yes. The Bush room. Uh-huh. The, mm-hmm. the Bush. The, the bar. Bar the Bush bar room. bar Bush room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so, so you're getting ready to tweet out a link where you could buy all sorts of great stuff in addition to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so you can visit mercuryone.org mm-hmm. or we're going to tweet out the link and you yep. just click on it and uh, go directly to bid on this particular item. We, we got a link for that. Mm-hmm. The auction is live now through December 4th. So go online right now and take care of all your holiday shopping. Yeah. A lot of good stuff still available. And uh, all the purchases auction. benefit Mercury One. So Absolutely. it goes to... 
helping out uh, to pay the expenses. Yep, did you, did you, we were just admiring uh, your, yep. your painting Admi- that's of Barbara we're Bush. I don't think you were admiring. <laughs> yeah, no, we were. Yeah, admiring. A, <laughs> admiring. Yeah, that's, the that's the word. I, a, I was. I just we were. Can we see it again? Let's see it again. Let's see this. Come on. Because it's it's a beautiful painting uh-huh. of Barbara Bush. Yep. And there, that <laughs> it's means, a good a likeness of, of fact. Her. That's a good likeness a of her. That's a I just don't know who's thinking. You know what's going to complete my decor? So uh, Barbara Bush. Right. Yes. A painting right. of Barbara Bush. So this I painted at the request. <laughs> Of the Norrises, Chuck and Gina Norris. Okay. Okay. She was a good friend of Barbara Bush Mm -hmm. uh, and loved Barbara Bush. And she asked me if I would paint a painting of Barbara Bush for her. Okay. That makes sense. So I did. I painted an extra one. Okay. uh, You know. (laughs) Okay. So this was for. Okay. For for Chuck Norris's wife, Gina Norris. Norris. Yeah. And then, so you did an extra. Yeah. And then we could auction. Yes. And I painted this uh, like. A week after she died. Okay, so you weren't thinking, you know what people need? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Is an extra yeah. painting of Barbara Bush no. in their boudoir? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. So, Glenn, if, if someone ends up okay. winning this auction, mm. they can then... How much is it going for right <laughs> yeah, now? I'm not saying a word. Yeah. So they can stand there and they can talk and they can say, yeah, the only other copy of this is in Chuck Norris's house, correct? Yes. Nice. That's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. That is cool. So it's very rare. There's only two of these There's existing on Earth. <laughs> I mean, I know the demand is very, very high. Oh, it's, it's very uh, high. It's very high. It's yep. very high. It so, sure is. But if you, I think you can just own it flat out and not worry about the auction if you bid 15000 15, yeah, 15000 yeah, I mean, 15000 That's, you, that's but the you buy it now want. price. Do you throw in free shipping with that, or how does that work? No. No, no. come on. No. Not at 15000 you buy at 15000 we, we'll, I'll personally deliver. You come on down here, we'll have lunch, <laughs> okay. I'll give it to you. I like that. Nice. So let's yes. update that. Okay. So uh, yeah. Mercury yeah. Wendy's update that. Portrait that of does, Barbara Bush and, uh, for 15000 lunch with Glenn. And that yeah. does spice it up. Cause, I mean, well, no, no. That's, that's just... <laughs> That's just like uh, <laughs> parsley on the plate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the masterpiece speaks for itself. So you do? Do you have to pay the full fifteen thousand for that, or what if you get it for five thousand? Mm-hmm. Then that doesn't include the lunch with. Oh, Glenn. yeah. So you're right. saying only if they so buy it. So you're saying if you buy it now oh, for fifteen. I think last year I don't remember. Oh, I did Chuck Norris yeah. last year for his auction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did it on Chuck Norris, and uh, I think that went for thirty or thirty-five thousand. Wow. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. And that was without okay. any. Parsley. And, and, <laughs> that was just for that. And all joking aside, this is very good. You are definitely talented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's, well, he's, he's the 100, he's the 100 most important person in Thank you. Influential. I mean, what thank were you, you expecting, Keith? You say that like it was a surprise. The thank guy's you. been well known I've in been the art industry. I've been recognized in the art this, world yeah, this for looks a long this time. I really, yeah. This I really love because... They put that out as a slam on me, uh-huh. and we have worn that as a yes, badge of honor forever. And, and just, just to rub in their faces. Just to rub in their faces. And, and let's be honest. Love yeah. it. Yeah, this, this picture actually looks like it could have been done by the 95th most influential artist, but it was a uh, number <laughs> number one. <laughs> it seemed like a backhanded compliment. Oh, was it backhanded I, at all? Uh, no. I, uh, it I like it. It doesn't feel like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> it's like a backhanded <laughs> slap to the face, <laughs> don't you think? I am... I am the least artistic person in the world. Yeah, man. yeah. So no, I would have never. I would have never. Just by watching the show every day, uh-huh, yeah. I wouldn't have. You caught wouldn't that. have. No, no, wouldn't have caught that. It almost no. feels like a backhanded something. There. <laughs> All right, but stuff. thank All right. you for yeah. for admiring yeah. the <laughs> the talent.
attempt and <laughs> a shortcut to it at, yeah. at, on Twitter yes. at Pat Unleashed. There's a link right now. There you know that did they put the name of this this artwork? The uh, name of it? it yes. Says, what would no? Bush, no, Barbara Bush never clutching pearls. Never clutching pearls. She always That's wore the name her, of it? Yeah, she always okay. wore pearls, uh-huh. but she never clutched them. Yeah, she got her <laughs> face to her. So Do we I know that, that was... for a fact? Or? Did you, no. Did you no. observe no. her very closely? <laughs> I mean, you've been no, watching No, we don't know that. No, I don't, I, she probably, there's probably hundreds of pictures of her clutching, <laughs> clutching pearls. pearls. But this one, <laughs> she's not. in this one, she no. will never <laughs> clutch those pearls. <laughs> I like that. It's All right, thanks, Glenn. Okay, so you can you can just uh, click on the link that we're yep. uh, tweeting out, and mm-hmm. then <clears throat> I mean, there's all kinds of event rentals for a dinner party of up to twenty. Yeah, um, a lot of good stuff. You know, great Christmas gift ideas, and you have until uh, December fourth to to place your bid on all this. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. So there you go. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Now. Yeah, the they are not near. Don't believe them. Right. They are nowhere. This is silly. <laughs> okay, so the quick update on the caravan that it's on its way, but nowhere near us. They're not there. Don't don't believe anybody who tells you that they're storming the border right now. Don't believe them. Nope. Go by the words of Baghdad Bob. They are not near. This is silly. Don't believe them. Uh, uh, DHS is now saying, because last, last week they were saying there were 500 plus criminals in the caravan that they had confirmed department of homeland security not donald trump well that was inaccurate i mean of course wildly off track uh there are 600 plus convicted criminals in the caravan 600 plus convicted criminals in the caravan of mostly women and children and they just picked up some guy right so yeah, they did. There you go. I, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. When I say they picked up some guy, uh, MS-13 guy, like they, they've got the worst of the worst in there. Like, like MS-13 people are are bad people. Yes. Is, I mean, is that the yeah, implication? I'm going to go out on a limb. Is and I'm that going the to implication? Say yes. Wow. Okay. You have any follow up to that? Yeah, hatred. You're you're a hater. Um, I mean, who are you to say that MS-13 people? That's just it's like a you know like you're a member of the Rotary Club. In your hometown. That's what that's like. Wait, did you just compare the, uh, the MS-13 game with the Rotary Club? Okay. I'm going to go with hater for me. I think that's a little more accurate. All right. All right. Uh, 888-933-93. So don't, don't even worry about any of this. Um, if they come on in, we don't need to know who they are. We don't need to know why they're here. We don't need to know what they're doing, where they're going to live, who they're bringing with them. We don't need any of that stuff. And then they'll all be grant, granted amnesty, of course, by the... Uh, by the Democrats eventually when they get control of both both chambers of the House and then the, the president as well. So everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And don't listen to these uh, xenophobic morons who are trying to, you know, get you all scared and fired up about it. Or haters like Keith. <clears throat> yes, exactly. Uh, all right. 888 You know, there is a uh, fantastic product that... Uh, I discovered a while ago that I, I just absolutely love. It's called Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. It's a real superfood, and it takes the place in my life uh, of vegetables. Now, you could supplement your vegetable intake with it, or you could just use it as a replacement for vegetables like I do. Because when I put them in my mouth, the, the bad thing about it is my taste buds are in there, and uh, they reject them. My taste buds reject the vegetables every time. 
no matter whether it's kale, green beans, spinach, doesn't matter. Ugh. So uh, I get my vegetable intake with Field of Greens. Every scoop has a full serving of real USDA organic fruits and vegetables, complete with antioxidants. Just great stuff. And you, you take a scoop, you put it into eight ounces of water. It'll taste like Kool-Aid. It'll sweeten a smoothie. It's just really good stuff. And it's you know bound to make you healthier. Go to BrickHousePat.com, try Field of Greens. You'll get 15% now. 15% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com, offer code PAT. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Fascinating to watch the different coverage on uh, Fox about the migrants, the caravan. And and then you, you look at ESPN. Their deal is a growing humanitarian crisis at the migrant shelters in Mexico. Uh, Fox is showing the fact that DHS says there's 600 criminals uh, coming in this, convicted criminals coming in this caravan. Uh, fascinating. You said CNN, right? I think it's not yeah. like you said ESPN. Did you say ESPN? No, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought, don't think wow, so. Because I, I wouldn't be surprised CNN. if ESPN was covering that. No, I wouldn't either, My actually. Gosh. But I, I meant, if yeah. I didn't say it, yeah. CNN. It's probably me. It usually is. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the images, the, the, the crawlers, everything, uh, it's, it's night and day. And that is mm-hmm. America 2018 in a nutshell now. CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, they all want you to understand that these are all wonderful people who just need a better life here in the United States, and they're entitled to it. They're entitled. Fox is showing you that, hey, you know, we, we should maybe be concerned about some of these people. I, I don't know. It's, could it be a problem? Yes. Yes, it could. So, you know, choose what you believe. 888 Now, for the last... Uh, Last segment here. I thought we'd talk a little bit uh, about... Oh, by the way, don't forget tomorrow, more on trivia. Yeah. More on trivia uh, is here in all its splendor, and the matchup tomorrow is... The Minnesota Vikings and the New England Patriots. Okay, so that gives us all of New England to play with mm-hmm. uh, for the Patriots. And then, you know, Minnesota, usually a pretty decent... Minneapolis should be fine we put to be able to get contestants. 10 and 2 record on the line. Pat. We are 10 and 2 on the season. Now one of those it's losses amazing. was uh New England was supposed to win and they lost uh to Detroit. Oh so, wow. So um, hopefully uh yeah. this time uh, we get it right with uh, a New England game. That's a tough game because Minnesota's pretty good. Uh, of course the Patriots are always good, so it should be fun. And then the point of the game is it's just fun. It's just fun. So that's uh coming up tomorrow. Um found this list of a bunch of different ways that America is different from the way America was 50 years ago. And some of these uh some of these things are pretty stark. You can't even imagine that 50 years ago a woman needed a man with her in order to open a credit card account. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is now. that possible? <laughs> up until get this. Uh-huh. Up until 19 19- 74 a woman unaccompanied by a man to the bank i'm not talking about saudi arabia talking about the united states of america Uh could be denied credit wow it didn't matter if she was married or not it didn't matter uh what how old she was or how much money she made if she's not accompanied by a man wow 
I'm sorry, we can't get you the credit card. Now, if pudding. Jeffy were here right now, he'd go, well, this That's is about bad, how it should be. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> that's how it should be. Oh, that, that's what it should be now. Make your credit limit $18. Of course, uh, 50 years ago, no one had been to the moon, so that was different in America. As of 1968, no one had stepped on the moon yet. The following year, of course, on July 20th, Apollo 11 landed, and uh, President Nixon, along with about 500 million people around the world, got to watch the whole thing happen on TV. Now, today, NASA has expressed an interest in getting people back to the moon, but uh, they, they also have some loftier goals of uh, going to Mars. And then a certain segment of NASA doesn't want to get involved in space exploration at all anymore. We got that story, too. We'll show that, share that with you tomorrow. Oh, Just wow. unbelievable. Really? Yeah, there's a faction in NASA that says, hey, exploration is problematic. We what? shouldn't be doing it. What, just sit at home on Earth and maintain? What are we? I, what is un- their mission, then? You will not. Well, you'll believe the story because it's, oh, oh. well, it's 2018. Can I have a guess? Mm, sure. should I just wait? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go so, ahead. So, I'm not going to tell you if you're right, but okay. go ahead. Islamic outreach. <laughs> Do I win? <laughs> and we'll see. Okay. We'll see tomorrow. <laughs> Also, uh, get this, 50 years ago, creditors could impose different terms or conditions based on your race, sexual orientation, or religion. What? Creditors had the right in 1968 to charge higher interest rates or bank fees, uh, depending on your race, your religion, or your sexual orientation. That wouldn't change until 1974 and the passage of the Equal Credit Opportunity Act. Hmm made it illegal to impose the terms of a bank loan or credit card based on any of those non-financial factors. Wow, is that crazy. Of course, 50 years ago, there were zero cell phones. Now, that won't surprise adults, but for kids, they won't, because that's all they've known is a world with cell phones. Remote communication in 1968 was limited to the Postal Service, a landline, or a payphone. Try to find a payphone now. Have you seen one lately? Uh, no, the the only one that I was aware of um, was recently removed. And, oh, really? Uh, and I did in uh, let's see, fall of 2017. I know there was at least still one uh, in San Antonio on the Riverwalk, but that is it. Other than huh. that one that I saw a year ago, okay. I have not seen any others. Uh, in let's see, 50 years ago, the country was in a lot less debt. Uh, that may not surprise you. Uh-huh. National debt for the United States in June of 1968. Any idea what it was? It's $21 trillion now. Okay. $21 trillion. I'm going to say it was $500 million. $500 million. Wait, wait, what year? 1968? Yeah. Oh, crap. Oh, let's see. It's LBJ time. Ugh. I don't know. $350 billion. Okay. Which, you know, is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But compared to now... I mean, three three hundred fifty billion is an amount of debt that you could conceivably pay off. And then it exploded right after that. Thank you, President yes. Johnson. Yes. So again, yes, thank you, President Johnson. Uh, there was no Memorial Day. It was formerly Decoration Day, the holiday to honor those who served in the military. Originated shortly after the final days of the Civil War. Wasn't recognized though. As an official federal holiday until 1971. Hmm. I didn't know that. Me neither. In, uh, let's see, 50 years ago, there were no warnings on cigarette boxes. (laughs) The public sector was fighting during uh, the late 
60s to make information about the hazards of cigarettes available to the public. After the Surgeon General of the U.S. released an official statement connecting cigarettes to low birth weight in 1969, Congress signed the Cigarette Smoking Act, which required cigarette companies to place warning labels on their packaging. Um, Higher education programs could deny participation based on race or gender. Wow, we've come a long way. Different world, man. We have come a long way. In 68, it wasn't illegal to discriminate based on sex in education programs or activities that receive financial assistance from the federal government. That's really hard to believe that that recently. The number of obese Americans 50 years ago was 50% lower. So there was half as many of us. Just 13.4% of Americans between 20 and 74 were at or above the obesity weight. Now that number... Oh, no. <laughs> okay, no, so it no. was 13.4. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It is now 38.2%. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 38.2%. And in this story, of course, they show people... Uh, you know, who have some waistline issues. Waistline issues. Uh, riding around on those little uh, uh, carts that yeah. you use at the grocery store. You send the, the people in your, in your news photo there, uh, some, some Ridview zone or something. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, frighteningly, 50 years ago, Lyndon Baines Johnson was president of the United States. <clears throat> Enough said on how terrible of time that was. Uh, <clears throat> Martin Luther King had just been assassinated. It was a really tough time. Um, violence against protesters was rampant. Soda cans were dangerous. What do you mean? Up until the invasion, the invention, <laughs> the invention of push tabs yeah, in, the in the 70s. Soda cans had tabs that pulled completely out of the top and then the sharp pieces of aluminum littered beaches, parks, and streets and oh. cut people's bare feet when they walked around <laughs> and even sliced through shoes sometimes. Oh. Okay. Drink up. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you forget that the world has changed a lot. A lot. Um, A U.S. president 50 years ago had never resigned. Now we have, well, we have one. Wow, they really were. So, I mean, that hasn't changed a heck of a lot. They did a lot of research on that. They did. Yes, they did. Uh, the U.S. was in that space race with the Soviet Union. <clears throat> Didn't know who was going to win that one. Because initially in the space race, Soviets won every battle. You know, they got there quicker. They did the walk faster. They orbited quicker. And then, you know, after the Kennedy announcement, we just kicked this thing into gear. And uh, American ingenuity and exceptionalism yeah. got the job done. Uh, something else you may not know about 1968, uh, <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons were a franchise that were all of two years old. They hadn't obviously won a championship at that point. Wow, that's a really good fact. Thank you. Oh, and it's still the same. Thank you. So some things don't ever change. <laughs> yeah, well, this is supposed to be something different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Than... I thought there was a fun fact <clears throat> yeah. there, but no, it yeah, turned out no. to be the same as 68. No. Hmm. Interesting fact. No one had ever heard of Led Zeppelin. Hmm. Hmm. No one had ever heard of... Um, foreigner either or Boston or a lot of bands in 1968 (laughs) Uh, but in the final days of 68 the British band made their fifth appearance in the US they opened for Vanilla Fudge (laughs) 
they opened for Vanilla Fudge. Wow. Wow. I've barely heard of Vanilla Fudge. I don't even know who that is. The band was so unknown that a Spokane newspaper ran an ad for the concert as the Vanilla Fudge with Len Zefflin. <laughs> <laughs> like it was some guy named Len. And his last name was Zefflin. This is awesome, man. The performance famously became the first live recording of the band in history. <clears throat> Today, it's almost impossible to find a rock band that hasn't been influenced by Led Zepp- Len Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, tensions between the U.S. and North Korea were even higher 50 years ago than they are today. Uh, we forget that sometimes. Uh, there was no minimum age limit for gun possession. That's interesting. So, are you telling me that we adhered to the United States Constitution's Second Amendment at the time? Where it says, the right to keep it bare arms shall not be infringed? Well, define infringed. Uh, Establishing an age limit. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you, man. Are you saying a six-month-old should be able to carry a weapon around? That's what you get from the left. That's yep. the kind of nonsense. That's exactly that you get. what I mean. I mean, mm-hmm. don't be a parent. That's what we're saying. Yes. Uh, TV networks turned off big football games for regularly scheduled programs. <laughs> Heidi. Remember that? The Heidi game? <laughs> the New York Jets and the Oakland Raiders? Gosh, was that 1968? Holy cow, that's amazing. Yep. So they, I mean, right when the thing was getting good, yep. it was at its apex. Yeah. They switch to the movie. Heidi, yeah. and forever has been referred to as the Heidi game ever since. And 60 Minutes has started late ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yep, with good reason. Yep. <laughs> Don't be interrupting our football games for anything, especially not Heidi. Uh, the Beatles were still together in 1968. Uh-huh. Of course, that wouldn't be for very much longer. Um, but the World Wide Web, of course, didn't even exist. You know, I think I first became aware of... The internet and the web in, I, it's got to be the 90s, right? Like I the early 93-ish? I remember a commercial that featured a little girl, I think it was, like it was the late 80s, and she was saying, one day the library will be on your computer. And we were like, what? What are you talking about? The library will be on the computer. But uh, mm. I went to college in 94, and that was my first exposure to the internet. So, How about this fad, fun fact? It was illegal in most states to pump your own gas. Still is in New Jersey, I yes, believe. It is. But everybody else kind of woke up and said, okay, yeah, we can do self serve. All right, we will see you tomorrow. And don't forget, tomorrow, more on trivia here on Pack Ray Unleashed.